Welcome to season two of The Retail Tea Break. My name is Melissa Moore, founder of The Retail Advisor. As a consultant, mentor, trainer and lecturer, I enable retailers and makers to reach their potential through sales growth and excellence in customer experience. I'm also your host of The Retail Tea Break. Each week, I'll be joined by industry experts, retailers and makers to decode the myths, share stories and their insights into this industry of ours. So if you enjoy listening to The Retail Tea Break, subscribe to the podcast and share it with others in the industry too. So sit back, grab that cup of tea and listen in. Welcome to The Retail Tea Break. Today, I'm joined by a creative entrepreneur who's introduced us to an incredible character and his sister who educate children in Irish heritage and wildlife in a fun way through an incredibly popular book series, as well as toys, online resources and app, and is currently working on a TV animation series. Emma Jane Leeson from Johnny McGorry. Welcome to the Retail Tea Break podcast. Hello, Melissa. Thanks a million for having me. I'm absolutely thrilled we've finally managed to do this. So I need to say up front, uh, I've been a buyer. I have bought the books in the past, both from my niece and friends, children, and they've loved them and I've loved them. So just want to get it out there. I'm a, I'm a bit of a fan, but come here, before we kick off, in the time that it takes to boil a kettle, which I'm told is about two minutes, tell us about you and the business. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I am from County Kildare. I have a corporate background, uh, but had a fantastic childhood. And that's where this all spent from, I suppose. So when I was small, daddy used to tell us stories about Johnny McGorry from the old Irish rhyme, myself and my sisters and my brother. And we basically told him in a way that we're real. <laughs> so then kick forward a couple of years. I had my daughter Lily when I was 18 and uh, scribbled down a few of the stories. And then kicked forward another few years, life got in the way and I made a career for myself, basically. And coming up to my 30th, then mom said, would you not do something with the book? So I self-published with no intention of anybody ever reading or looking at these things other than mommy, daddy and the kids. And uh, anyway, just kind of started rolling from there. The women in the office were asking me, could they buy the book? I was mortified, but no, not a writer. <laughs> uh, but anyway, my sister set up a Facebook page and yeah, just I got bitten by, oh, this is so cool. The feeling of having a book in your hand that your name is on and uh, went and did another two or three more and then ended up leaving my career in Kerry Group at the time. And uh, yeah, set up Johnny McGorry and went gun hole. So it's gone from strength to strength, thankfully. Uh, we're now on book 13. Um, 14's just gone to the publisher or to the editor there now. And uh, yeah, we've got toys. And then we got um, funding from uh, Screen Ireland to make the TV animation series as well last year. So we're doing that with Alex Studio and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> so. Good grief. You make that sound like you did all this literally over a cup of tea. It just sounds phenomenal that that first bit and I know you're obviously still still so busy working I suppose in the real world I want to say working for corporate what was that journey like for the first bit so that I suppose you started off with the book the book came from the stories you'd heard as a child you knew there was a need there from your direct family but what was that like then when hang on other people started to go I'll buy that too 
Yeah, it was mad. So I had no confidence. <clears throat> My background like, is HR, basically. So I was never a seller or anything. Anytime actually I did spend in a call center in my very, very early working life, um, I was quite quickly taken off the phones because I was shite. But anyway, <laughs> um, I was just so delighted that when I decided to make the book, um, I spoke to Dolores Keaveney, who is an Irish self-published author and illustrator. Actually, she's brilliant. But she was going to illustrate the books initially for me, but she couldn't in the end. But she, I suppose, mentored me through the whole process. And she was like, if you're going to make this book and she was just like and you have a wage behind you do it properly like you know get a professional product she was like you know so go to an editor and I was like I don't need an editor there's only a couple of hundred words and she was just like no I'm telling you go to an editor and sure as day that has been the biggest thing you know so at least when I was handing this over I was like thank god nobody's seen the original tripe that I had written down you know like because they're in rhyme and it was all all over the place I didn't know anything about it back then like you know but um but yeah but just I suppose from her kind of push and go and make a professional, get it printed in Ireland, have a good quality, get your ISBN number, have a barcode on it. And I was like, I don't need a barcode. I'm never going to sell this. And she's like, I'm telling you, if you're doing it, just do it properly. And, you know, it was the biggest thing, I think, then, because I had no confidence in me as a writer. But then I suppose when people started picking it up and they were like, like my child loved it. God, like, you know, like they're so into it because it's so relatable and the language is so normal in it. And da, da, da. you know, kind of that just... I don't know that kind of spurred me on then I suppose to went and do the second one then you know like so and it kind of just kept just people just coming back and saying you know they liked it and it was good and and then I think because I knew on the back of it then I was like this is actually a professional product you know like I've paid that it's not just um you know a few pages stapled together everything <laughs> like you know Richard, you know what that's a really interesting point and I never would have thought oh, I didn't realize that's amazing so you started with an editor so actually even though you didn't have the confidence as you say you started out the very first book was professional professionally produced as you say it looked well it read well the beautiful illustrations it was a book so regardless of your confidence level you forced yourself to put something professional out and do you think that that really just forced the journey because you'd started with this bar so high whether you wanted it or not that actually you you had to keep that level of professionalism going forward definitely definitely yeah now like it's the one thing I would always just say thanks so much to Dolores for because I was just like if it wasn't for her this wouldn't have happened <laughs> you know like at all it would have wouldn't have been a thing like you know so so I think just yeah from the outset just, I suppose, kind of putting in that extra few bob into it and having it professional, really, that meant such a difference. And it gave me, it ultimately gave me confidence then in it to kind of keep going, you know, like, and then, like, I'd had the dream initially, like, this is 18 years ago, now we're talking, Lily's turning 18, this July, Aww. like, you know, but when I wrote down her stories for her that night, like, or whatever, like, when she was growing up, she was always uh, mad into, like, Dory the Explorer and that, and I was always thinking, like, I have these little stories wrote, and Daddy was, made it so real for us when we were small, this character, and I was just like, why can't he be on telly in this situation? So, you know, like, the dream has kind of always been there, but then I think then, yeah, when I got the physical product and I had it in my hand, and it was really good quality, I was just like, oh, okay, this mightn't be such a pipe dream you know like after all there might actually be something in it you know so so yeah so I think for anyone that's going to start I think just kind of set a bar high or just look at similar products regardless of what field you're in or what category you're in like you know look at similar products and try to have the quality there from day one I think it's big you know it's a brilliant tip and I think it's incredible that that gave you the confidence like because to know you now to talk to you now and to hear you talk about Johnny McGorry you'd never guess that you weren't confident way back when when you started so I do think the more professional the product from day one you know the better everyone feels about it the easier it is to sell and of course you as well so we started with the first book and to bring us right up to date like the 
the amount of different pieces of the Johnny Mulgory world that you now sell, it is incredible. Like the range has grown. How did you go from that first book to then start to develop the range and kind of grow it out? Yeah, yeah. So I had the stories written anyway, a book and stuff. There, there is still loads in the biscuit tin, basically, that haven't been published. <laughs> so yeah, so I did the first one. I was working in Bordemona, I did the first book. Then I was just like, oh, I love this feeling or whatever. And I was just like, right, I'm going to go on and do another book. So I did that then. And I got onto the central bank, I think at that point, whatever. And then moved again. And I was in Kerry Group that I did the third book. But the real kind of jump for me then from moving from just having books, like kind of this independently published book that I could sell to a business was, I suppose, just life. Um, my eldest was at that stage going into junior search. And then my youngest was starting a junior infant. So I kind of needed a bit of a change. I loved working with Kerry, absolutely adored it. Uh, but I suppose there was an awful lot of travel kind of involved. It was never anywhere fancy. It was like to meat factories down the country or in the UK, you know, <laughs> but still there was an awful lot of going, you know yourself when you're in that kind of environment, like, you know, yeah. so I was like, there has to be something different here. So I went to the Leo, the local enterprise office, so I was like, hey, I like want to step back. I want to be at home more. I want to be with the kids, but I also want to run a business. So I come, like my family are all entrepreneurs. So I was the only one actually who had a proper job. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, so I went to Leo and they were like, do the start your own business course. You know, like, so, and I was doing it then with kind of two options. I was just like, either I'll go with these books properly, or if not, I'm going to be an organic vegetable farmer. Still a pipe dream. Ooh, but anyway. Ooh, watch this space, people. We'll have a bit of back in a few years when that's come true as well. But, um, but yeah, but I think though, I, I did know at that stage, I was like, okay, I have three books. It is a viable product. I paid then as well for a PR company coming up to the Christmas before I left Kerry. Cause I was just like, right. I hadn't got the time to get a brand new book out, but I was like, I could put the three of them into a hardback, you know, like, and do a kind of yeah. a trilogy book and see does it work so we ended up like on the front page or the second page of the independent or whatever it was and we got loads of press from it so I was like okay this is definitely a viable product so that's it, that's a really good tip there as well do you know what again invest you're investing in the product and yourself yeah but getting someone professional to do what they do best that's it like you know because then like like a lot of people say it's an awful lot of money to pay for that and I was just like yeah but okay. like it'll be an awful lot of money for me to just walk out and have no like you know no <laughs> job to kind of go to then like you know yeah. I had my wage or my salary or whatever it was at the time like you know so I really think that was really money I had spent and again it was just more validation and more confidence for myself then so then when I did start on this start your own business course like even though like I have a degree in business management but anyway I think focusing on your product like that you know and those kind of courses like you know and it's once a week and you have your bit of homework to do or whatever it is like that definitely like left me with no shadow of a doubt and I was like no this is it I have a business I'm just going to like have to like absolutely put my shoulder to the wheel and go go and hold it but it could work like you know and that was definitely one of the biggest steps I think from going from just it being a product or a book or whatever into it being a business and a brand you know and and then from that then I've gone on to the enterprise Ireland, the new frontiers and that was a huge game changer because then I was like okay I'm not mad here thinking of all my big huge grand plan because everybody that's in those types of you know kind of incubator programs they all have big huge mad grand plans <laughs> you know like so it's great to be in an environment with other people as opposed to just you know being at home with your husband or whatever and he's just like what are you on about like that's never going to happen <laughs> you know not that he's not that he is he's very supportive like you know but you know I think to get into those kind of scenarios with those type of people around you is just it's brilliant because it gives you again more confidence and just opens up possibilities and then you're talking to people who have done it who have gone from you know just like making a ring or jewelry or whatever for themselves to then like having huge businesses or whatever it is like you know so it's like okay just like there's something in this we can do it like you know 
Sounds amazing. And I think those courses, as you say, and I know you've done a few of them, that actually being around like-minded people who have that growth dream that you do, even if it's not in the same area or category, is really important because I think it feeds you. And I think it also pushes you on in some respects that it kind of it keeps the momentum going for your business and I think it gives you good headspace definitely definitely like definitely I can't say it enough the female high flyers actually that I was on the DCU one that was brilliant you know like because they were like we we're all kind of nearly at the same level in terms of where our business was and it was just I've never I'm still to me anybody who's like trying to sell children's books basically you know like but like it's all like so different but then it's brilliant like it's such a yeah it just builds it's like this whole energy I think that's around it and like you know and it's brilliant and then you're still friends with all the people on these courses or like the acorns group as well that was fantastic as well like you know and you can kind of just like only the other day like I was messaging one of the girls actually from the acorn course you know going oh we're thinking of doing this what do you reckon because I knew she'd done something similar before and it's it's brilliant like you know that's really such a help like as opposed to just sitting on your own thinking of all your mad grand plans and, and not really quite, knowing where to go <laughs> it's quite a lonely process as well so it's nice that actually you've got this massive network of of people of entrepreneurs of like-minded people like yourself that actually you can bounce ideas off like that I would I've done it you've done it I'd, I'd highly recommend it and I know you would as well that it's it's definitely worth doing if you're if you're sitting there on your own or you have a small team like you do that you need to be able to bounce ideas off people to grow the business which is exactly what you've done definitely yeah so I think somebody said at the start they were like just treat these people as like members of your board <laughs> you know like this is sitting around the board table you know and the kind of you know I was like that's actually a really good way of seeing it because you know it is it's brilliant to just bounce ideas yeah I love it so Camille getting back to we've got the books and as you say there's loads more to come of those how do you jump to books then to toys to the app how did you start to grow this range up yeah so so the, the big prize has always been the animation. As I said, like that literally came 18 years ago, that whole idea of getting this person that should be the Irish store, the explorer and, to, you know, or whatever. That's always been there. So I suppose then, like, I don't know, like, you know, people would say to you, oh, do your business plans and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. But I'm quite visual. So I've like the board here in the office behind me, or if not all of my notebooks, I don't have like ruled notepapers. They're all just plain, you know, like, so yeah. I scribble and draw pictures of things like, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so I could always see that the animation was kind of like, say like up here, this was the big thing. We had our books here then. So then it's just like, right, well, it's going to be a couple of years before we get to that animation, which will then drive back around to sell more books, hopefully, you know, like when it goes up. So then I was like, well, what can else can I do in the meantime to build out this brand? You know, like, because it is a couple of years in the making and we do still need to grow and continue making money and whatever it is. But uh, so, yes, yeah, so and then I was just like, well, toys, obviously, I think kind of fit in nicely with books, you know, like so. Um, so we started then, you know, looking around and of course, and you can see all these like cheapest chips crap that comes from China and stuff like, you know, sorry, I don't mean to say that, but like, you know, like teddy bears and plastic toys and everything. And I was like, okay, right, do that. But like, I don't believe, I like, I personally hate my own kids playing with that kind of stuff. Like, you know, so I was just like, okay, if I'm going to do it, I'd rather do something that's, I would like, you know, like it's something that I could own as well. And then the kids can get enjoyment of. So yeah, so we kind of went down the kind of eco tie route. And I hate even putting a label on it, but it's just like all wooden toys and it's things that'll last and little things that you can pass on from generation to generation, you know, those kind of toys. So that came. Oh, um, the app then that also came from just I think big dream. And I was just like, how can we get these books into, you know, for kids who maybe can't read as easily or, you know, like there might be just some sort of like 
additional leads there anyway. So the app, I was like, wouldn't it be so cool if we could get the characters to hop up off the page and for them to read the book to kids, you know, like and everything. So that's basically just where the app came out. And then it's just like one of those law of attraction things. Basically, Dave Fernie just contacted me out of the blue then on Instagram or LinkedIn one day going, hi, uh, you know, like I really like your books and I think they'd be really cool to do like augmented reality. And I was like, that's mad. That was one of the dreams. (laughs) So anyway, so we just started working and got on great with that. And that came, but there's been loads along the way as well. Like, so I was like, oh, a clone brand would be deadly. You know, like organic clone never worked. Well, I couldn't get it to work anyway at the time. And there was loads of other bits and bobs that like, you know, like this would be cool this will work and it just hasn't it's just been dead in the water same with some of the toys that like we designed and created just never worked and that's fine to drop them then and move on and try to find something new or if not keep going with your core but yeah but actually sorry. it's really it's really good to hear you say that not that they didn't work but actually it's really honest of you to say hang on we tried this didn't work we moved on because I think I've met so many makers that try something and put their heart and soul into it as everyone does but then they stick to the thing that doesn't work and they keep pushing that thing that doesn't work. And actually a year later, you've lost a year. You haven't actually grown the business anymore. The customer isn't satisfied with the thing that didn't work and you kind of dug yourself a hole. But by the sounds of it with you, tried it, moved on. Yeah, and it's the one thing I think you just have to get over it. Even though like some of the things I'm like, that is just so perfect. I love it. And this is different. Yeah, but nobody else said so. Build a bridge halfway. <laughs> you know, like so. Yeah, but but anyways, I think one of the things that works that is working first then is like wholesaling. You know, like other people's products and stuff like that. Now it's something that we're trying, and you know, we're we're um, the plan is then as well to have like a proper bricks and mortar store as well come the end of the year you know like so we're busy looking and trying to get that moving at the minute so I'm like okay well I can't just open the store for just Johnny McGorry books <laughs> as much as I'd love to you know like but so again it's going to be just trial and error and see actually what works and trying to define them the customer that will come into the store because it'll be a different customer in the store as opposed to the customer online like you know but but anyways this is it I think it's just learning to just drop it and then go with the flow <laughs> so you heard it here first and you probably haven't seen my expression as to when Emma said that I was like can you imagine a bricks and mortar store that's me for the rest of the day now staring into space going can't wait to see that can't wait to visit that in the run-up to Christmas how lovely though for both I suppose the children that read the books uh their parents their grandparents their friends to be able to kind of walk into this Johnny McGorry world I'm bigging this up now Emma Jane this better be absolutely epic because like (laughs) it's in my head now but how incredible that actually it's grown from the first book to now having this whole kingdom as I like to call it which is all-encompassing um and I know there's something else special coming up in a couple of weeks but we'll talk about that in a sec um the other thing I really want to talk to you about that's really I think stuck with me over the last couple of years is your unbelievably consistent way that you use email marketing it's phenomenal I get an email every week from you and I still read it and it's one of those that I always open up how has that how did it come about I suppose and how has it helped the business yeah so email my sister actually she runs online businesses that's what she does but um so she's been like harping on since day one you need to build an email list you need to build an email list and I'm like yeah yeah whatever you know like and <laughs> again never. the truth that we all think yeah <laughs> but she actually like you know it was hard that like she set up the Facebook page initially but she also set us up on like MailChimp and you know like put the first pop-up thingy on the website and all that kind of stuff and just, thingy the technical term <laughs> thingy but but yeah so but it's so true though why would like email is like 
the way forward you know like and now that's like one of our biggest priorities actually is to try continue to grow the email list so so yeah so then we kind of flew it around with loads of different styles of emails and you know like using the mailchimp templates and this that other and different times a day but then it just seemed to land on this one where i literally i love doing it actually i sit down every towards the morning and i write a letter <laughs> ultimately you know like so we get up early anyway my husband's a truck driver so i'd be up five o'clock and towards the morning typing out my little letter to people and yeah that's the one thing though that people always come back then and they're just like oh you know like i, I love read your email and i was just like why i just sit there waffling away with a cup of tea <laughs> But again, I think it's the honesty. It speaks to the brand. It's something new. Like you never know what you're going to write about, what the picture's going to be. It's always a surprise on a Thursday. It's great. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's life. Like, but the one thing though I do though, and I have been doing obviously since day one, is like I have a little folder in our email for like, you know, like my blog posts. And it's brilliant. Like, you know, at the end of the year, then I'll sit and because I try to do like an end of year review blog, you know, each year. And it's not for anybody else really, really. It's just for myself. And I'd read back over them emails. And I'm like, Jesus, I forgot half the, you know, like the stuff that we did or look how much the kids have grown from the pictures or whatever, or the state of my hair. What was I thinking? <laughs> you know, like it's still kind of, I do, I enjoy kind of reading back over them. Then, like, you know, after the year and just having a quick glance at the pictures and everything in them. But, but yeah, so. <laughs> Actually, that's a really nice point. How many of us fly through the year, we're up to our eyes, we're constantly never getting to the top of the to-do list and we kind of forget half the things we've achieved or we've done. So that's a really nice point for everyone to just kind of keep that little folder of bits and pieces that you've done and almost document it so you can celebrate. Yeah, definitely. And then make a book of it. <laughs> oh, I love that. There we go. Tip number 34 this morning. Make a little book out of it. Um, you're audience has it has it changed over the last few years um as you've grown as the brand has grown how have you managed that yeah so our audience so it's funny like children's books is obviously the only market that um you know you're not selling directly to your target audience you know like so you've to sell it to the parent obviously or the aunt or the uncle or whatever it is like but um yeah it's it's great the children have obviously grown up the ones that I had initially started writing with so that's why I suppose I've kind of pushed down and writing chapter books and working on a novel and stuff like that now as well you know like as the audience grows up but but yeah we always kind of had a defined audience of um you know like like the kind of the gift like say for like the Irish audience but then we've also always defined um the abroad or like the exporting audience so it's like the Irish diaspora it's trying to tap into that these are books from home type of thing you know that so um I'm so delighted actually as of yesterday we finally now have a US uh, sales representative team now representing us across there so we got I got the email last night quickly opened oh the bottle God. of wine and was like woohoo another exclusive that's incredible and so, I say as you say that's going to open you up to a whole other Irish market yeah but I mean that's after taking like three years now basically so I went to Boston like on a trade mission with the Gilder Chamber and the Leo in 2019 I think it was wow and um you know like and like went and did it and I was like this is brilliant now we're gonna be all going home and this is gonna be kicked off in a month and I had all of these grand plans you're like nothing <laughs> I know yeah it's ridiculous and I always do this so I'm just like it'll only take this amount of time no it won't uh but um but yeah so finally like last night like I saw the light when I got the email I was just like no we're delighted to represent you and the whole lot like you know so that's somebody well it's a whole team on the ground over there for us now you know like starting to kind of go with them so it's, it's amazing <laughs> that's insane that is incredible but actually your honesty again that's taken three years that's not an overnight and I think again the audience or people out there in the industry think you've become an overnight success because they see everything now but that's years in the making 
years, like donkey's years. This is my mother even last night. She was just like, well, about time. <laughs> you know? uh, anyway, I was just like, okay. So yeah, it, it always, somebody told me to start, it's going to take twice as long. It costs twice as much as you initially think, but like that's three times as long, whatever, you know, like it's just the way. Anyway, you just have to go with the flow. This is it. Your plans never work the way you intend them to and timelines never work out either as, as far as I can see. So. <laughs> The honest truth this morning absolutely I've got to ask you as well while I have you we've obviously got Johnny McGorry the brand but you as the founder as the central point in it you've grown your own brand in some respects so obviously the library gig that's now come up which is incredible tell us a bit about your brand and I suppose has that happened on purpose or is it just exploded out of everything else going on <laughs> yeah so I think that was actually something as well hard to to get confidence around so I tried then when I you know kind of when I was just like right okay we're setting up this brand and we're going to go for this business I was like great I'm just going to hide behind these books now you know like and I'm going to let yeah. them sell themselves and I quickly realized no they won't sell themselves <laughs> you know like and you could do 100 million social media posts or whatever it is of just product but it's amazing because the ones that have my big gapy face in it like you know like <laughs> they're the ones then that get the traction and the movement behind it so I still, I hated that. I really absolutely despise that at the start. It was just like, why can't these just like, oh, why can't the brand just take off? And then I suppose I quickly learned then, well, no, it's not your story that actually sells the product. You know, that kind of way, like it's not just a generic product. It's not like it's a toothbrush or whatever, just sitting on the stand, like, you know, like it's you that's behind it. So, so yeah, so then I had to step up to the fore. And, you know, I was like, okay, so not that I'm trying to work on my own brand, but I, I think I just quickly realized that, well, if my face isn't in it, then it's not going to move. And I have people to pay wages for and whatever it is. So I was just, we're just going to have to get over it. And yeah, so just been kind of, I don't know. I see, I think I am though Johnny McGorry brand to a certain extent, except for I drink wine and he obviously doesn't need a child. So, you know, like I think that's probably the only difference. But, um, but yeah, so it's great though, kind of, getting out there now and you know like the network Ireland awards and all that kind of stuff like it's like that's not the business winning an award it's the businesswoman of the year award you know and that kind of stuff so it's just kind of trying to find a nice balance between it because I really I feel so uncomfortable (laughs) but you know what again I think that's really true out there none of us want to be the face of our business but you kind of have to do it you have to especially if it's a product brand you think it is all about the product no it's about you behind the product as you say but also your team and you've mentioned your team there briefly and obviously they play a massive part and that team has started to grow over the last couple of years for you as well hasn't it yeah it's a huge part yeah so I knew before I actually left work, I um, got um, a VA, so a virtual assistant. So it was something that Lauren kept saying to me, I'm just chronically shite at like all the detail and uh, books and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, even though I used to do accountancy, amazingly enough. But anyways, <laughs> I'm just brutal at it. But um, so, yeah, so I had a VA and, uh, you know, like for like, it was literally, I think, five hours a month or something like that. Like, you know, like before I was leaving and kind of trying to get it, you know, just to see was it a viable product and all that kind of stuff um and but I knew from the outset I was just like okay if I'm to do this I'm going to need somebody with me you know that like like just keeps the whole business running because I honestly I'm just so brutal at it and um so yeah so I started like Elizabeth was the first person to work with me and Elizabeth worked with me for a year and she was amazing and then um 
she left and my best friend then Amanda was just helping out um like you know coming up to Christmas we were mad we were after that gift in the RDS and you know it was just it was really really busy so she was helping out for free and then I was busy interviewing and advertising for this other role and then I was like hold on a second why can't you do this <laughs> so she then like you know like I just stepped into the business then and has like I'm not joking with you just become the backbone like Amanda just she's amazing and we said from the outset we were obviously best friends that Right, when we're in work we talk about work and if not we don't and it's worked like you know kind of that's three years or two years now Amanda's working here properly and then Melanie came on board then to do social media because again it's another thing it's just not to, to do social media because like I've noticed as I was saying but the whole having your face there if I'm not on it it's like our whole engagement and everything drops like you know but it's more so just the kind of bigger like you know scheduling making sure the photos are taken and all of the kids with the products and we all have this kind of new stuff so Melanie came on board then and she's been amazing like just so good to have there and we set up like content calls the social media thing that we use and everything and now my youngest daughter or not my youngest my eldest is um but she wants to do media in college so she's now coming and she's like going to be the content queen so she's out taking pictures wow. of the kids every, every day it's Melanie's got on and got herself a, a graduate position I'm delighted now as well in another place but um but yeah so we're looking now though properly for a proper marketeer that's the next role that we're hiring and I literally have the jobs back here in front of me that I need to go advertising now but I want somebody that really knows what they're doing when it comes to selling online because we have just winged it <laughs> so it's like okay like we need to either go get somebody in basically that knows what they're at but yeah I think just with the without that team you're nothing like it would still just be a book you know like it's and it's been fundamental since day one but then I think having that pressure as well behind you is that okay well you need to get off your arse now and make money so you can pay these people it's been a great driver you know like kind of keep you going that's incredible. And I think you're dead right there. At the end of the day, you have to pay their wages. So you've got to keep this mammoth machine going. And I love it when you talked about like winging it with the sales out. I've got to ask you quickly before we finish up, selling process any sort or are you just putting it out there and hoping someone buys? And <laughs> uh, no, so I used to always just throw it out there and hope for the best. But um, but no, and then I started getting, when I was getting serious about it, like spoke to people like Joe Brown and everything, like, you know, and like went to like our first trade show and, you know, like they were the people and they were like, no, if you're doing it, like you're going to have to get a system behind you to do it. Not a system, but like, you know, you can't just like keep going, hi, you know, hoping for the best. So, yeah, so we have a sales process now. Like we keep a list of people, like we still have like our dream, like, you know, like where we want to get into it in terms of big stockists and all that kind of stuff from countries and whatever it is. And then like with the customers, like the online, like our direct customers, like it's still just constantly trying to find new people hoping word of mouth is huge for us anyway like you know but like that everyone that gets a book will enjoy the book and hopefully tell somebody else about it and the whole lot so so yeah so it's not as willy-nilly as it used to be now but it's worked like and again that's down to Amanda and her list keeping skills and all of that kind of like you know checking in and following up and the whole lot like you know but but anyways it takes years for these things to come to fruition too so I think it's just expected you know it is so you you've given it time but also you work so hard Emma you and the team and I know that you're absolute grafters none of this happens overnight none of it comes easy um and I love your honesty about that so as we finished up I've got to ask because I kind of know what the answer is to this question already and I'm so excited for you what's coming up for you and the brand over the next few months yeah so we've got a busy summer I'm so delighted to say that so we're off to bloom uh finally um so Johnny McGorry is going to have a big huge explorer area in bloom in the Phoenix Park over the June Bank holiday weekend 
and uh yeah so and it's just sort of like we were meant to go actually was it two or three years ago i don't know whenever all the lockdowns happens anyway we'd had this like deal set up we're like yes we're going and then it all stopped so when they came back then and they were like no we're going going home we want you here this that other so that's huge we just cannot wait like the amount of people that we're going to get to see and we're going to have like plant a tree with johnny mcgory and planting wildflowers and for the bees and obviously reading books and i'm on the main stage every day then as well across the course of the um the festival there as well just reading books and getting kids back and sarah cahill actually from play like apes is going to be there as well doing nature inspired yoga with the kids and all that kind of stuff so we bloom and then we're bringing the exact same thing then as well to kaleidoscope um so cannot wait we did kaleidoscope actually two or three years ago the very first one it was deadly so <laughs> i'm a big music festival person anyway but i think it's just the family ethos and everything around that is just spectacular i love it so i can't wait for that and then we're going to Forest Fest as well then. That's a new uh, one that's opening in Emo. So we'll be there too. And then, yeah, there's other just, there's loads of kind of smaller bits than there at Hilterland Festival and everything. I, I can't wait. Like, it's going to be a mad summer, but I'm like, it's okay. You've been sitting oh, I, I am going to keep my fingers crossed for good weather for you this summer because that's incredible. New audiences, lots of excited children and, and kind of their families as well. I can see it just been explosive for you and the brand this summer and it's brilliant our first big summer I suppose being out and about in a really nice way it's amazing that the brand's going to be everywhere this summer hopefully this is it and I just need to make sure that the old camper van is running so we bring our 1972 Volkswagen to all these things <laughs> Dave when he said it he was just like have you even taken that out of the shed yet and I was like nope <laughs> it's just like I'm sure she'll be grad she's this old she's gotten to this stage we'll be okay <laughs> Oh, amazing. Well, incredible summer. I'd say it's going to be amazing for you and the brand. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for the good weather. Emma Jane, it's been an absolute joy. I love your brutal honesty um, about your journey and Johnny McGorry's journey over the last few years and how you've grown the brand. So look, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, please like and share and comment. Have you bought the books? Do your children, do your friends' children love the books as much as I do? We'd love to hear. Connect obviously with Johnny, Mador Johnny McGorry. Emma Jane, give us the website address there before I mumble anymore. <laughs> so it's johnnymagory.com so j-o-h-n-n-y-m-a-g-o-r-y.com that's where we are fantastic and obviously across all different social media platforms as well you can connect with emma jane leeson on linkedin too if you need to find her so until next time emma jane thank you so much for joining me today and thank you and i need to say the biggest thank you to you as well because you are just like such an invaluable resource you're amazing you know so much and like you have actually contributed massively towards today so thank you thank you thank you oh you're very welcome see you next time everyone